let's be honest here. We can't even get half of our league to listen to it. And four of us are here. So <laughs> he needed you to send him links. He's never heard of iTunes or, or Ooh, get him. Podbean or any of those things. Get him, Joe. When Joe's fucking making fun of you for technical reasons. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Atlas Bot, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your mysterious podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode 54 entitled... The Trash Panda Mystery. Yeah, pretty motherfucker. Better go smile for the season three. Here we are. I know nobody thought that we would ever make it this far. I for one, believed in all of us. GK, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Lightning, what's happening? Not a whole lot. I am uh, doing well. Great to see you. And Swagger, Swagger, we're back. <laughs> what's happening? What an off season. I'm excited. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, uh, there is a whole hell of a lot to talk about i think we're going to start like we always do with the most boring part to any listener that is definitely outside of this league or certainly off this guess which is a recap of the week that's smart directing <laughs> <laughs> let's lead with our worst stuff come on a lot of close games right now uh, as we're recording this on sunday morning reared metal and the dreamers are within a point or a point what is that point one point yeah, one five Mm-hmm. This is a good one. Going to be having a lot of fun watching this game. This is a, this is a big game. A lot of implications. A lot of things riding on this game this early in the season. So and we've got the omission commission and the Philadelphia experiment also in a tight game. Although Philadelphia experiment is leading by several points going in today's game. So close enough that things could change. But it looks like the Philadelphia experiment could start out the season two and zero, which is super important as you'll come to find out uh, as we talk a little more. So the St. Locash Trash Panda is my favorite team. 
just <laughs> destroying Bad Street. Who I, I mean, do the, are those players? Are, okay, he started Gary Sheffield this week. <laughs> Did his score freeze on Tuesday? Oh. Bad Streets or what? I don't know. He's rebuilding. Uh, Mr. Blonde's Heroes and the Funk and Punks. Uh, Greg still in the. Uh, do we call you by your name on this podcast? You can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No one listens. So, um, <laughs> but for our Latvian listeners, it's Gregor. <laughs> the great. Gregor. 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 <laughs> Joe's looking at this like, how the fuck did I get roped back into this again? Look at him. He's just like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I thought I was out, but they pulled me back in. <laughs> So uh, close game looks yeah. like uh, with with a big day from Mr. Blunt's Heroes and a slow day from the Funk and Punks that no. uh, Greg could have a win. No, yeah, it doesn't look good. But I'm, I'm my no. team's coming out okay. I, I need Vladdy Junior to get up there, and I need the Yankees to start pitching. Your Yankees that need to start pitching have a score that is three times the size of my pitching mm. staff, <laughs> um, which uh, I'm playing lethal injection right now. So to run out the Pirates, man! They're on fire. I, if I had put the Pirates in, this would have been the second closest game. Um, so you're Ooh. absolutely right. Go Bucks, Go Buckos. <laughs> uh, but it looks like Mikey's going to win. Uh, and uh, Ronan will go 0-2, mm. which may make more sense in a little bit when we get into all the offseason happenings. <laughs> so there you have it. There's the league. This is uh, we're in week two. So when we left last season, I don't know that it was much of a cliffhanger, but there was some discussion about moving some the best player in fantasy baseball. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it, and I think that uh, there was some trust issues. People were upset that I was uh, <laughs> even talking about trading uh, Trout. It was confusion. Yeah, confusion. I think so. But Greg, in his infinite wisdom, did predict that Jack would be the one that would get Trout. So is that, in fact, what happened in the offseason? Swag? Yes, and it didn't take long. It was uh, it was shortly <laughs> after we left you guys last season, folks. If you were listening to the last episode, you heard us talking about it. Uh, you probably heard my excitement. Thankfully, I was able to collect enough prospects that I was able to get Trout and Arenado in that deal, actually. Filled Tim's team up with uh, a lot of young probables. And quite honestly, that was just the um, the start of it. There's been a lot of trading in the offseason, actually. And and probably, I know we've talked in the last couple of years how some of the bigger names were getting moved around. There had been some Stantons and bets. And this offseason, the number four, or in the last season, the number two, number four, and number five projected players. So yeah, I, uh, I have Mike Trout. I'm fucking excited about it. I went from uh, competing a couple of years ago to one of the worst teams last year. And now I uh, I feel I'm back in the mix. I've made a, a few other moves as well uh, in the offseason. And uh, I'm pretty excited about what I got going on right now. Your team looks tough. It's early. I started last year. If Again, for those of you paying attention, I was supposed to be doing this rebuilding thing. I don't really do it well. Um, I've really never stuck with it. And sure enough, uh, it lasted till about July. Uh, before I started making moves with the idea of this season in mind. September, Arenado, Trout, and Brantley all came to me in that deal. The next day, because of that deal, I traded for Lorenzo Kane, who is now in my starting lineup. And then in January, to start this year, I was able to pick up Altuve, who I basically flipped into Real Muto. And then I picked up the number one pick in the draft and uh, was able to grab Mondesi. 
eight of my nine starters are new for 2019. So I have two questions. Do you think that you really need to make a deep playoff run or win at all for this to have made sense? Is that what you're expecting? Or Yeah, but I don't think I have to do it this year. I didn't get a bunch of 38-year-old guys. Um, I think I'm good you know, for the next couple years. But yes, I, I think that this immediately puts me into contention. I probably wouldn't have done it otherwise. I gave up Eloy Jimenez, Victor Robles, Bo Bichette, Nick Senzel, uh, Jesus Sanchez. I mean, seriously, we're talking about you know, six or seven of the top 20 prospects in, in baseball at the time. Where did you get most of those guys originally? Originally? From you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, yeah, I think that's a little weird kind of little dance that we've been doing, right? So we, yeah. you know, two years ago, the strategy was I want to go all in. <laughs> and uh, we did a big trade involving Eloy Jimenez, Jesus Sanchez, uh, Goldie, right? Yep. Goldie, Yeah, Goldie was in it, yep. Um, yeah, so uh, there was a whole bunch of players that Jack and I switched. I went, uh, won the World Series. Thank you very much. Again. And then and then traded. Why don't people trade with us more, Jack? I- <laughs> you guys are too busy passing Mike Trout around like a whore. Ooh. Didn't Joe have Mike Trout once? Yeah. Yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe right. drafted him. There's only three guys in this league that have ever traded Mike Trout. Joe is one of those three, and he's kicking the other two in the nuts. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm sorry, I take that back. There are two people that have traded Mike Trout. I accepted Mike Trout, and I do not intend to become a third. Oh yeah, but you had Altuve for a hot second, man. Like, I did. Like that's a, and and Joe is like the silent partner of all this. Like he's yeah. he's in the background. He's like it's the benefiting. venture capital money. Yeah, like all all the time. Like. I just realized that we're sitting here talking about this and every one of those players, you know, uh, of the active players, Joe has had some role or connection to and just sits there quietly. Has Joe said, Joe, you, we don't charge you by the word. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just listening and learning. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, it's, so then there's my second question, though, and that's to you, Tim. Why do it? Why trade away the best player of, his, of the generation and... Arenado, who's a young MVP caliber guy who happens to play in Mile High or you know in, in Denver, why do it? Uh, just to jump in real quick, again, we kind of been focusing on me. In addition to those guys, <laughs> Tim has also traded Goldschmidt, Real Muto. So it's not just though he's Tim has traded all of his fucking high end prospects. Go ahead. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my whole love of fantasy baseball is the dynasty aspect. There is just a level of finding those young players and seeing the team grow and then become contenders. And last year I felt like I went out and I bought a championship. I, even though I didn't, I felt like I, I didn't somehow grow this team. I just assembled a team of players and the capital that I used was the young players that I had had already. That's why. Okay, well, that that's one of the th- answers that I thought you would give, but I'm going to call a little bullshit on it, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> you didn't draft any of these young studs. Aren't you just assembling a team of young, high-end prospects the way you assembled a team of superstars? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I guess what I'm doing is rather than harvesting the points of like these great players, I'm I'm planting and, and trying to figure out 
Are you a farmer? Just a humble farmer. No, Are you I, a I, farmer? <laughs> no, I do. I, I actually get it. I, I have another I, sip of coffee here. There's something to be said about... Waiting for your team to blossom? No, well, when a guy comes from the minors to the, to the majors. Um, so when, he, when a minor leaguer becomes a major league player, if he's on your roster, then whether you drafted him or not, it, you kind of... Um, he's, you're kind of bringing him up where again, I traded for Mike Trout. I didn't had Chris hung on to Harper, <laughs> you know, that, that was somebody that he, he cultivated over years. And so I get it. I, I, that makes sense again, why he chose to do it while he was sitting on the top of the mountain. I, he probably could have held Pat and, and maybe ended up with another championship or, or two with that squad. I don't know. The quickest side is I think maybe we've coined another term to, uh classify and, and rate a player's progress this year we can talk about when they blossom when they bloom when they blossom <laughs> you know, josh bell really bloomed this year uh he had a home run yesterday yeah, man. Yeah. i'm pretty excited yeah. about him he's uh i love the fucking dreads too like ladito you will have a connection of ladito mm-hmm. that will last your life yep. whether it's what i think which is going to be a tragic story <laughs> of all this potential that is lost. Or he becomes like the new Mike Trout. You will always have that kind of odd connection to him. He doesn't know who the hell you are, but you certainly How do you will. know? Well, he might after all the love letters. We, we, we have downloads in, uh, in many countries. Vladimir, please get healthy. Yeah. I need to look through my podcast. I wouldn't mind if they rested him the whole year. <laughs> Let him take a year off. There is this other part of when having a team that is um, uh, uh, not really expected to do a whole heck of a lot. Um, I, like I find like I'm not stressed out that yeah. I'm starting off so bad <laughs> that my pitching staff is fucking trash. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I'm starting out 0-2. I mean, I'm a little like I, I wanted to kind of thumb my nose at the league and, and change it up and and then, you know, kind of win with a squad that nobody thought but i'm also like that eh, no one thought i was gonna win anyway so no well pressure. my 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 alternate theory of why you've done it is... greg could you chime in on that <laughs> wow swag is chippy this morning well i i asked the question <laughs> my alternate theory of why you did it was that deep down you're such a nice person the way i feel about my team like my responsibility for my team or the other owners feel their purview begins and ends with their teams. I think you and Jack have a sense of greater responsibility to make the league fun for everybody. Jack doesn't give a fuck. Okay. He doesn't care. Well, fair enough. So you though, (laughs) I see you as being that altruistic person who's genuinely concerned about other people enjoying themselves too. This is a trap. This is a trap. saying, you know what? I've been doing too well. I enjoy the aspect of seeing young players blossom <laughs> and ripen on the vine. So I'm going to trade. I'm going to shake up the league. I'm going to trade away some players and and, and let the you know and let other people have a chance. You know, you're you're See, that I, type. I of guy. agree with you. I, I think ah, that's exactly what he's doing. See? Plus. He's so damn smart. He's trying to do it as many different ways as he possibly can. He wants to win a championship before the rest of us do. It's like like the Kama Sutra of totally hyper niche right. uh, entertainment. Um, uh, I'm games. not sure yeah. about the, how comfortable I am you bringing the Kama Sutra into this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's probably Josh Bell's blossoming. Yeah. <laughs> 
so I I disagree with that one. Um, if, if anything, you you, you could claim the, the bullshit buddy buddy farm system, um, but not uh, parity. Tim's concern is parity because he gave all the best players to the two teams that are you know expected to 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 win. So he's it's not like he's spreading the the, the it out throughout the league making sure Mike's dad improves and and you know what he he's done is basically given Joe and and me, you know, even better shots. So well, I can see you saying that he he's playing favorites, but I don't see him spreading the wealth throughout the league for the sake of parity. No. no, I didn't say he was trying to create parity. I said he was trying to divest himself of the attention that he receives as you know this you know guy in the league who wins perpetually and of course jack i understand why your ego demands that you reject my (laughs) my premise because that would then suggest (laughs) that you're somehow less than in charge or you're somehow less responsible for the construction of your own team if you have to live with the realization that tim you know gave you some handouts well, I, don't, I don't know about handouts there, Tiger. I, I know you don't, but but yeah, no. but I'm, I'm talking about how our fans in uh, you know in Estonia will see this. If I remember correctly, you had just as much opportunity for those guys as I did, and you sat on the stump. Oh yeah, because to... I've actually because I, I, I want to build my team. Why? Because it's fun. I like it. He wants to see them blossom. That's right. Agreed. Right. Exactly. You're just agreeing with Tim's philosophy. Then. No, no. But I've drafted these kids when they were teens. And now I'm seeing them uh, come into their full manhood. Gloriously. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, um, <laughs> Are you fawning over your team, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. I'm fawning over yeah, my yeah, team. Yeah. I believe me. So in, I, in my mind and heart, I've done a, a, a ritual circumcision ceremony on all of my young players. <laughs> <laughs> Part of, <laughs> I get it. Um, it's fine. You know, I did some breaking down statistically of the teams here in the off season and, and I have some, you know, stuff to throw around here later on. But um, one of the things I, I did notice, and it's funny that you, you, you just said that um, I was looking at Chris's um, team and, and his, you know, lack of success as of late, uh, again, be one of the few guys with multiple championships in the league but he's been you know less than average here lately since barry bonds retired seriously that's kind of my point right there he my brother drafts younger than most of us and doesn't trade so he has such a vested interest in these players by the time they get up to the ages where they're ready that if they're mediocre or slightly above, if 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 Tim has a, a prospect and he comes in and he plays mediocre for an extended period of time, Tim starts making, you know, deals. He starts thinking about how he's going to move this guy. Where Chris is is so vested in these guys for so long that he rides them out and ends up riding out the last couple of years mediocrity because he won't move them. He won't trade. The difference between Chris and you is that you are interested in the possibility of a trade. It's not like you won't do it. I've traded some of my prospects. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You have done it right. So you're not locked in per se, but, but you know, in the case of Vladimir, for instance, if he doesn't come to fruition in the next couple of few years, then, you know, obviously that's, um, you know, one of those major spots that that you're waiting for, that you're expecting, that that is part of your future of your team. And if it doesn't come to fruition, that's going to pause your success, you know, a little bit longer. So. Well, and frankly, when I used to have other good, really good prospects years ago, and I kind of kicked myself on several of them because 
I didn't, I couldn't stay the course. And, and I felt there was that one year that I was decent and I felt like I was close enough to trade the future to make a run. And I, it blew up in my face. Like I had Arenado, you know, I mm-hmm. had um, other really good young players that I just, I didn't give them away, but I traded them away and was like, Oh, oh I, at, I had Albies on my team. I had a lot mm-hmm. of good young players. And, and now it's like, mm-hmm. fuck, I should have waited. And so now I'm, I'm adopting Chris's mindset a little bit more, a little bit. Yeah. Where I want to, I want to see what these young players can do. And if you're right, it works, right? I mean, yeah. it really, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you trade or whether you hold on yeah, to yeah. them. If you, if you're wrong, if you're right about the trades or you're right about your drafts, then obviously you can just go either way and it's yeah, yeah. going to be successful. It's it's when you ride it out and you're not right that it seems to take longer to recover from as far as, you know, success. In the league. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, though, that, Joe, you used to not trade a lot yeah. um, and then you started to trade and now you went from you know, a steady team that, but never really, uh, well, actually you started out, right? Well, fuck that. I'm I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong. Right. Because you actually started out in the world series. Yeah. Joe has maintained pretty damn good success, no matter what he's done in this league. And he's done it differently. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. Right. That new interface on the league, Joe, Joe, um, we actually looked at Joe and I looked at our kind of some of the stats on the league on the league and, our teams are pretty similar, right, Joe? I mean, it's just literally except for championships, they're they're like mirror images. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. That it was crazy to see, and then I realized, holy shit, that favorable randomness for my team has really come out. Like again, Joe likes to sit in the background, not make a big thing about it, but I look at his fucking team, and it's pretty impressive. Well, actually, I think this first segment of season three has ripened enough. I think <laughs> we've we've blossomed, and then gone beyond i think we've, <laughs> we've not traded away the prospects of this segment and now our team this segment is old and uh so, probably a good time to take a break so succulent <laughs> so so i think we need to uh take a break put some more baileys in our coffee since we switched to morning because yeah. we're so fucking old and um come back and let's uh swag has done some work on preseason predict predictions yeah. so i'm interested to see uh, what his look is, and it's kind of preseason since we're already in week two. But and he's kind of a preseason okay. dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to be a postseason dick too, but you wouldn't know That's anything true. about that. That's true. <laughs> oh, brutal! Hey, before we go, I just took a look at Pop's team and I looked at the scores, and I noticed that the St. Locas Trash Panthers have yet again a new uh, have changed their. What is that a picture of? I mean, Joe's is confusing enough. It, is it a dead fish looking at a picture? What is that? It is a new one, huh? <laughs> what is that? Oh, oh, we got to check this out. Viewers, check out on Facebook to see what we're talking about. Uh-huh. How do I get a, a larger know. view of that? Yeah, I don't think you can. I think you're stuck with the thumbnail. I'm going to have to... Uh... I'm going to have to reach out. Is that like a something? It looks like there's a little framed portrait of something on a sidewalk. Right? <laughs> yeah, that definitely. Yeah. What what it is laying next to it. I have no idea. It looks like a skinned raccoon or maybe. Is oh, that oh, it's got to be kill? a trash pan. It's got to be a, a, a trash pan right? with like some sort of a ransom note under its left paw. 
Maybe. Suicide note, maybe. I don't know. Oh, well, he's like, you know what? I bet it's a dead raccoon. It's a raccoon with a fucking suicide note. <laughs> here, here, yeah. Here's, here's, here's my theory. It's a raccoon with a suicide note under its left paw with a picture of Bryce Harper framed at his every side. <laughs> That's my theory. Can you text Chris immediately and find out? I already have. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We'll break that news as soon as it comes oh, in, boy, folks. Yeah. This just did. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, all right. I've got a nice cup of coffee right in front of me. Second one of the day. I'm feeling good. Let's see how this morning stuff goes. Hopefully people listening won't really kind of figure out that we're doing this at, at the crack of dawn versus uh, you know late into the evening like we were before. I think actually if we think about it, um, in the past couple of seasons, each one of us have had a night or two or three where we were really into the bottle. Um, so... We'll wouldn't see. know anything about that. <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> some, some more than others. Joe can't talk about that. The charges are still pending. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a look at uh, Swag, as he does all the time, is deep in the numbers. He's He's got his spreadsheets out. He's got his calculator's desk. He's got his, what's the thing that the accountants wear? You know, oh, the, the old the green the visor. Yeah. The green visor, which I, <laughs> why is it green? And what the fuck for different podcasts? Um, so. But he's done some work, and that's more than the rest of us. So I think we should give the mic to Jack and let let's find out what his preseason or kind of preseason predictions are. Kid, kid, before you reveal your analysis, Jack, would it be fun for us to name our predictions for who makes the playoffs? Then to see, oh. you know, how, yeah. how wise we are compared to the uh, sure, you know, the not so much. Okay. The- the, the the CBS yeah. sports no, fucking... the Bill James of our of our podcast that's what I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. grasping for Bill yeah. James sorry there you go ninety eight um, so you have the uh, the Griffey division yeah you know, which each year is is the four playoff teams from the previous year but has yet to give us a champion which is ironic so uh, Reardon uh, omission commission uh, I'm sorry this is mm-hmm. 2018. Three, so we got two, the Dreamers, one. we got Reardon Metal, we've got St. Locast Trash Pandas, and we've got 47 Ronin. So my my prediction is that both the Dreamers and Reardon Metal come out of Griffey Division. I agree. Joe? Joe, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> that probably makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a tough spot, right? Like, <laughs> Well, I just... I just... You know, with with my pitching, I it's, it's going to be interesting. Will I set off another major controversy if I if the Yankees do start to pitch and I trade them early? Will I infuriate yeah. more people? Hopefully, yeah, I agree. 
Less than last year, the Astros were number one. Yeah. All three <laughs> of you have the two teams coming out of that division. Uh, the Bonds division, which has um, basically kind of been, for just by chance, the last couple of years, the Give Me division, which it seems like it might be the case again this year. No disrespect, Greg. Um, you have Scott. Total uh, disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just figured if I said it afterwards, it'll make yeah. it better. Um, if we were four old ladies in the South, we, <laughs> you could have just said, bless his heart. Yeah. And bless it, we would have had the same, <laughs> uh, the same we're impact. We're three old ladies so, in the South. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you preface something with no offense, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah with exactly. 17. That's exactly so, that's, it. so let me be honest here. <laughs> there you go. That's it. I got Scott coming out of that division. I think yeah. So you got Scott, LJ, and and Greg um, in yeah. that division. I think Scott's I, got Judge. He's got. I think yeah. he's got the foundation of a solid team. And this, I mean, no, this isn't going to be my year. I know it. Still building. That's okay. I know. I'm still waiting for my my seeds to grow. Uh, you know, I need to water the soil. You know, with my tears, and then uh, see what blossoms. <laughs> There will be blood. So, any disagreement with Scott coming out of the division? Uh, zero disagreement no. okay. with Scott. Although I do like the Yankees pitching staff on a Bonteros, and pitching can steal you some games. If omission commission starts out one and one, and Bonteros wins this week, I mean, you know, I don't know. And, I mean, Scotty this- doesn't. He doesn't make the move when he needs to make the move. Scotty, yeah, you don't question. fucking make the moves that you need to make. Is, I, is he going to be aggressive enough to take take it if he has to? Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's, he got, to. he's got he's got my. Uh, yeah, but it's not just about winning your division. If you're going to go to the playoffs and be stuck in the big boys division next year, you, you got to go for it. Right again, without you know too much disrespect to the other two teams scott should be planning his playoffs now there there's no reason for him to assume anything other than a matter of fact there's four playoff spots in my opinion there's now three from the other two divisions to fight for because scott is essentially in my opinion a lock yeah well he's got mike zanino max muncie cesar hernandez will myers i mean tommy fam Rendon is playing out of his mind right now, but is that going to last? Right? So he's got this kind of like middle of the road, and then he's got like Harper and Judge. So I guess maybe that's enough to carry him through that division. Maybe. That division, I don't yeah. know. I, I I I really like a good pitching staff on a team, and, and Greg, Greg's greg got it with the Yankees, I think. Well, if Vladito and like maybe Keston Hiora came up and, right. and played, right. you know, just to their expectations. With yeah. good pitching, yeah. I, I I could make a wild card run. I think, and, and you know, it's it's early, and again, they haven't started out phenomenally. But but Scotty has Washington too, so again, it's not like he's you know floundering at the bug. Again, they haven't looked great thus far, but um, that squad with with that staff again should be good enough. Hello, bots. We interrupt this part of the podcast to take you to Jack, who's just received word on Chris's new logo. Jack? It's a dead raccoon with a memorial set up because no one would remove the carcass. 
Now we return to our regular programming. <laughs> um, all right. So final division um, again. Uh, so we got three out of the four playoff spots filled, according to you guys. Um, so we have uh, the Philadelphia experiment. We have the lethal injection and well, so we have those two teams. Now bad street is Wait, also in that. Division. I think what, it was a worst street and bad highway <laughs> were the two that I heard there. Uh, Joe had bad highway and Greg had worst street. Worst street ever. Worst street, <laughs> worst worst street, street ever. ever. Don't forget ever. <laughs> so worst street ever slash bad highway. Not going to take the McGuire division. Okay, That's, so we're, we're down we're to pretty two. Comfortable there. This is a tough one. I think, I think for me, it's the recency bias. I'm just looking at, you know, Philadelphia experiment has scored more points in the first two weeks than lethal injection. And then I went and looked at the dreamers and reared and metal. Um, and they've both scored more than Philadelphia. So I'm just going to take the easy way and say Philadelphia wins the McGuire. Although it, it, I, I, I just Mikey the champion of a couple years ago. It's hard to count yeah. him out mm-hmm. and his team is pretty good. He's got a Kuna and Blackman's kind of and Chris friggin Davis. So see, this is this was my my Chris point Bryan. at the beginning of the conversation. Jeez. You got you got Scotty taking his spot, and you got three more spots with four very deserving teams. And again, that's that's discluding last year's champion, which is a different team now. But you know, everybody knows Tim could creep his ass up there too at any point. Even though Jack's done nothing but say hurtful things about me and my team, I will give him a compliment <laughs> and say that I see him coming out of that division. And no offense to Mikey, because I think Jack is the better manager and general manager. I don't know if it's because Mm -hmm. of the podcast or because of, you know, relationships or whatever, but he doesn't make as many trades or his, his circle of influence is smaller than Jack's. Jack can tap into pretty much anyone in the league as a potential trade partner where I see Mikey is less inclined to do so. He does have the Astros, though. Mm-hmm. Like I, I take a look at that, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, good good run with the Astros, and that could cover up a lot of. But they're not the uh, same staff know. they were last year, though. You know, that is true. I, 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 yeah, yeah. And you know, Jack will be aggressive about doing what he needs to do. Right. I guess that's what. Yeah, yeah that's where Greg was going. I hear you. All right, so l- let's keep going. Um, so you guys have your playoffs now. All right, so you got uh, the Dreamers, Reardon, Omission, and uh, and the Experiment. Um, so who's going to win it? I'm. Re- this is actually. Go ahead, Greg. I'm That's sorry. okay. No, I, I'm going to go revive a pick from several years ago that was a trendy pick at the time, and I'm going Dreamers this year. I want to say Reardon because I do think that. Um, and again, getting into something that's very different is how Eldon and Dustin manage their team. They typically don't make that change. And Greg, you've been on this for a couple of years now in terms of kind of the manager's tendencies and how that plays out. And I think in this case, I have to go with Reardon because I know Joe can be fearless when it comes to trading and he'll do what he needs to do. I hear what you're so saying with about the, yep. the pitching staff for the Dreamers, but man, their lineup is pretty solid and, and their bench is really strong too when you have pussy as your backup catcher you know that's that's pretty good i mean uh and, and i believe um just through anecdotal evidence that eldon will be more engaged this year i'm seeing that sign 
mm-hmm. you know, whereas before there was, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say dissension among the two of them, but they weren't fully engaged as a leadership team, let's say. That that means that they're probably going to do less well. I, think, I mean, I think their team looks really solid, the lineup. And so my assumption uh, that they're going to make the playoffs, I'm pretty confident with that. You know, when I've talked to Eldon over the last few years, even though he's had good teams, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to make that big move because I don't think we're good enough. We're not going to beat Ronan. That's what he would always say. We're not going to beat Ronan. We're not going to beat Ronan. But I think that uh, psychological hurdle will be removed a little bit this year. And I see them making a, a move to get a good pitching staff. Okay. Yeah, they're they're going to beat Roden this year. Ronan, obviously. Year. <laughs> Joe, who's your champ? <laughs> I think it's going to be the Dreamers. Mm. There you go. They've got a good lineup, like you said. I I don't know whether they'll if if they need to go out and get pitching, whether they'll do it. I don't. I'll certainly make an attempt at some point. If it doesn't look like the Mets are going to be good enough, I I have to stop shooting myself in the foot by setting my lineup <laughs> as I did this week, <laughs> and I've got a better chance. Uh, Joe's definitely got the star power. I mean, he's got Goldschmidt. He's got Altuve. He's got Manny Machado. He's got Mookie Betts. He's got uh, Riss Hoskins, who I I think uh, a lot of. He's got Carlos Correa on his bench. He's got Mike Moustakis with some versatility, players that Joe always likes. And he's got got Stanton on the injured, you know, so he's going to have Stanton coming back at the end of April uh, to plug in and cover any uh, injuries. Whereas... I think that if I'm to take a look at the Dreamers, Greg, I I do agree they have they have a really interesting team. They have a younger team. They've got Gary Sanchez behind the the plate. They've got Freddie Freeman. Rafael Devers, I think, is going to have a big year. Trevor Story, Corey Seager's back, JD Martinez, Kristen Yelich, um, you know, who who's just been ridiculous. But their bench just doesn't do a lot for me. You know, they've got Jock Douche Peterson. Jay Bruce, Josh Donaldson, um, you know, Polanco, I guess is, is okay. Um, so, you know, it's, I, I just, this one's tough. This one's a real tough one for me to call. I mean, you, you said they're younger. That can, that can be important because I've, I've already Stanton's hurt. You know, I've got, mm-hmm. I've got some older players in my lineup. And, and as Jack remembers from a couple of years ago, that sometimes doesn't end well. Right. And the typical, the, the, if they're going to surprise, a young player could surprise on the upside right. greater than we would think. They could also surprise on the downside, but True. some of their younger players have pretty good track records. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe me, Joe has a great team as well, but the, the things that, you know, is Correa getting better? I don't know. You know, uh, uh, and yeah. I also look at like, um, you know, the Stanton injury history, uh, and and Matt Carpenter, as good as he was, man, he was lights out last year. But I just think he's perpetually at risk of decline. Mm. Ian Desmond, you know, same thing. But I one thing that I think is really a, a great stroke of good fortune for for Joe's team is Ustakis getting second base eligibility. Yeah, that yeah. could be a very interesting and 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 positive thing. I think. And Correa still could get better. He's only 20. Oh, I know. I know. But he yeah. just, um, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So um, so we got one vote for Reardon as a champ, two votes for the Dreamers. So after the, the draft, Joe's projected season points ended up being 1106.89. Mine, 1106. Mm. 
very, very close. Moving into third place with his number one staff pick is Mike. And then the Dreamers and Scotty still rounding it out at fifth. So the staff picks vaulted me and Mike a little bit, held back uh, Joe and the Dreamers a little bit. Again, these are all projections. A somewhat distant sixth is 47 Ronin. And uh, if it was any other team, I probably wouldn't mention them, but you just never friggin' know with those guys. So again, Tim gets a couple of those kids hitting all of a sudden, and he might fuck this all up for everybody. Or wait, wait, wait. Is worst, yeah, yeah. is worst street ever predicted to be last? You know what? I stopped at six. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that, that, I that's, that's, that's subtle disrespect yeah. there, too. Yeah. I'd even bother. <laughs> You're to, in the same. I'd even consider your team it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) that's for another show so (laughs) so i am going to go ahead give scotty his spot in the playoffs as i mentioned that's a a done deal so again you have three more spots with those four teams fighting it i'm going to give joe the nod i'm going to give myself the nod and then i am going to disagree with at least two of you by not allowing the dreamers into the playoffs i got mike as the fourth team i think the staff is going to make a huge difference um and i just think it's it's a close enough match that unless some of the things you guys are saying become true mikey tends to outmanage the best of us and no offense to the mondays but they haven't shown me phenomenal managership up until now so so because of that and because i i don't like their bench um i'm going with mikey as the the fourth spot i'm going to leave the dreamers out of the playoffs again very easily could be myself or joe <laughs> um i think any one of the four of us would love to be in scotty's spot right now um so i got the um after careful calculation and uh, lots of math and um, I didn't do any of that. I'm just going to predict that I win this motherfucker this year. So, mm. Well, you wouldn't be swag Woo! if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> swag is back. I'm going with yeah. the Philadelphia experiment uh, because, well, they have Mike Trout. Well, one thing I will say, and this is to your boys' point, I hope that the other teams listen, is that I don't expect my young players to come up and have meaningful impact. So I will be shopping the Yankees staff. I don't know how good they're going to be. <laughs> and, and Eldon likes to trade with me. Joe has traded with me. Mm. There you go. You know, that could be a disruptor. And there, and I already see players in, in Eldon's minors that I have my eye on. So nobody can cry boo-hoo. You know, Chris, <laughs> I hope you're listening. You know, yeah. I, I will listen to any offers. As early as people want to make them, I'm making no guarantees on how long it'll be before I, um, you know, start looking to get some value from the Yankee staff. So everybody on notice. You flipped the Astros to Tim after a couple of weeks last year. Absolutely. Yeah. None of this buddy, buddy bullshit. I was right to do it. <laughs> you know, but anybody can make me an offer. There you go. Let's go ahead, take a break, freshen up our coffee. We'll be back with our third segment. And we can talk about the major league baseball season. All right. And and if you are le- listening, text the word bananas to Tim <laughs> to receive one free pickup in the month of April. And an Atlas Bach <laughs> t-shirt. Ooh. Hopefully they're not listening to this while they're driving and have fallen asleep and driven off the road. <laughs> or they're awake and very much conscious but can't take it anymore and intentionally drive off the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's that would be the worst. See you in a minute, boys. That would, that would be the second worst street ever after Pop. <laughs> oh, man. As long as they don't run over any raccoons. Still not as bad. Oh. <laughs> hey, yo. Look like I'm going for a swim. 
dunked on him, now I'm swinging off the rim. Bitch ain't coming off the bench. While I'm coming off the court, fully drenched. Here goes some hater rain, get your thirst quenched. Style doing him in this bird, very trench. These birds copy every word, every inch. But gang gang got the hammer and the wrench. I pull up in that quarter milli off the lot. Oh, now she trying to be friends like I forgot. Show off my diamonds like I'm signed by the rock. And pushing out his baby's telly by the rock. Hey, yo, I been on. Bitch, you been con. Bentley tin song. Fendi Prince song. I mean, I been song. Okay, Bakers, so here's the deal. We started season three. We got in. I think we put a good show together, as you're hearing already. But what we didn't have was a fight to break down, and you all know how we break down fights. You know that we're the true authority on what's really happening in those scrums or things that we call fights in baseball. Feisty. But it, it couldn't have been, what, maybe 10, 15 minutes after we got off the recording of this first call where Greg says, hey, fight. We got to fight in um, – you know, Pittsburgh against the Reds. So uh, <laughs> why don't you, why don't you uh, talk about it, Greg? You said it had something to do with uh, with this guy, Dietrich. Was he? A, was yeah. The guy used to be like a Miami Marlin yeah, or did. something. Yeah, he's played, he's played around, and I will admit that I've had him on my team. He says uh, multiple position eligibility. He's got a little pop, and so if he's playing for a team that isn't good, he's getting regular at bats, I mean – you could do worse for a utility player on your bench type of guy. That said, I mean, it's the Pirates Reds. He's clearly in a reserve role now, and he's playing first base for Votto today. And so, you know, it's the Pirates Reds, um, not the a biggest. Lot of, a lot of angst between these two. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it, it's, it, it, not it's not the two if, winning his franchise. Right. Moment. It's as if you could get Mike Tyson's uh, knockout and get, Don Flamenco and Glass Joe fighting each other, right? You know, it, 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 it's that type of fight. We're about to sweep the Reds. We've been killing them. They're not hitting. So I, I know that they're pent up. And Dietrich steps into the box in like the third inning, and he launches uh, a river shot. You know, and if anyone who knows Pittsburgh baseball knows that if you hit a home run out of the stadium, it can bounce into the Allegheny River. I mean, really long home runs go in on the fly, but that's a rare occurrence. But this, he, he yeah, launched one, he had bounced into the river, mammoth home run. Um, he but did crush it. He Absolutely did. It was a great, it. yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. But he stood there for what I didn't count it, Jack, but like <laughs> six or seven seconds. Like, I mean, I, I, like, um, like it was a T shirt. I'm trying to remember a celebration. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Joe Carter didn't spend that much time yeah. in the uh, in the box <laughs> after hitting a game winner in the playoffs. Uh, I, I for a second, it seemed, yeah, like he was a, a star player in the bottom of the ninth of uh, the, the league championship series, not a backup in the second inning against the Pirates. Tim, if you can imagine uh, like Pirates broadcaster Bob Walk made the analogy, it's like as if, you know, when a player hits a ball and really rips it but it's probably going foul. That's how long he admired it. Not only did he stand there for me, he leaned backwards and, and, and I don't, his facial expression was like, he was almost annoyed that now he had to like, Oh man, like now I got to run around the bases. Why couldn't you just get me out like a regular good pitcher? Like he was almost annoyed by <laughs> like, it was a sarcastic <laughs> celebration in the box. And Cervelli, our catcher, super old school kind of guy. 
leapt to his feet and was glaring at him while while he was standing there admiring it, and he was waiting for him. Uh, you know, when he was like <laughs> coming across the plate, like just glaring at him, like you know, waiting for Dietrich to say something to give him, you know, license to to start the fight right then and there. But it didn't start right then and there. The moment passed. So then Archer decides this is bullshit and throws behind him, right? Yeah, the next time he was up. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think pretty much everybody decided. <laughs> yeah, it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, Bob Walk, our announcer, yeah. former Pirates pitcher, and our play-by-play guy were talking about it. Like, Bob, would you be looking to plunk Dietrich in the next at-bat? And, and Bob Walk's pretty mellow. He's like, well, I wasn't really that type of guy. It really took me a lot to get me mad. I mean, if a guy beat me that bad, I just kind of took it. Um, he said, but I could see where a lot of pitchers are going to be looking to to hit the player after that. And, and he gets up there and uh, Archer airmails one behind his back. Dietrich didn't go ballistic, but it was David Bell, you know, Red's rookie manager that came charging out of the dugout screaming and like, why are you not just throwing him out right now? And that's what prompted the benches to clear. Ah. He just Archer just threw it at his at his haunches like it wasn't like yeah. he wasn't it wasn't up and in it was just going to hit him on the on the haunch the right ass cheek right it's, yeah, yeah. If, I mean the right haunch I think Starsky and haunch did Bell get mad because he he only warned Archer or did he get mad because he warned them both because he also gave the the Reds a warning they're like for for fucking what. <laughs> He lost his shit, Bell. Oh, he did. But I mean, he's one in seven. Last year's manager got fired after a three and fifteen start, and this is officially <laughs> the worst start in Reds history. So yeah, he, he's a little stressed. <laughs> he's a little stressed. That'll do it. So yeah, so the bench is cleared, and uh, of course Archer is not a big guy. Chris Archer is a little fella, and he retreated to the Pirates to the third baseline, basically where the pirate side of the field is and josh bell uh well, like yeah stood yeah, in the middle and, and like was like yeah. none shall pass you know like he was like <laughs> that's right yeah, the, yeah the guy and like you know what josh bell's a he's big a, like he's he's getting was, bigger he's he seems dude. like he's getting bigger yeah, yeah. he's like ryan yeah. howard <laughs> big now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then then we get into the the scrum and i do see the steady stream of players running in from the the dugout the uh uh, bullpens uh, politely mm-hmm. alongside each other, um, getting in about the same time. Looks like the Reds players won that race. Yeah, the Reds. Yeah, the Reds were definitely ahead in the uh, in the bullpen race. They made it there mm-hmm. first. Well, they're one in seven. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. they they need to like they need to feel some <laughs> sense of victory. Like it was shit. We were getting our ass kicked all year, but we made it to the scrum faster than the other guys. That's for sure. <laughs> the Reds have a relief pitcher who must be. Six eight two fifty five, Amir Garrett, I think is his name. Big guy, and he he actually got ejected because he was really kind of wait waiting through the the scrum to try to get to. I don't know who he was trying to get to, but he ended up nose to nose with Josh Bell, and I thought, oh man, now that really, oh yeah, no, I mean that yeah. Josh Bell that. was pretty calm, but I thought, well, that would be a great fight. These two dudes were ginormous. And then things, like Jack said, things seem to seem to calm down. Uh, you know, Bell or uh, Archer was off on the sides. 
with like a personal bodyguard. Williams. Yeah. Trevor yeah, Williams. Like standing a, he's there. like this. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, you know, the announcers were like, well, okay, I guess, you know, we'll, we're going to sort this out and see who's getting tossed and whatnot. And then all of a sudden the camera pans right sharply because uh, Yasiel Puig is, is being held back mutually by Melky Cabrera and his own catcher, Tucker Barnhart. And he shrugs mm-hmm. the yeah. two of those guys off and like, like Barnhart's hanging on to Puig's arm for dear life. <laughs> and like it's dragged to the yeah. ground. Like it's basically yeah. dragged yeah, to the like ground. He like flips him almost. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. The one guy that actually hits the ground is 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 Barnhart because of Puig. <laughs> it's a new level of like a pussy award. Like a catcher, a catcher <laughs> getting beat up by his own player, his own teammate. <laughs> Posey. Award nomination. As 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 Barnhart hits the ground, the last thing he does is reach out at Puig's shoe. He has one hand yeah. that reminds me of uh, what the Van Gundy and Sprewell back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and then the other thing that I didn't include on the video footage that I sent to you guys was after they they calmed Puig, they calm him down. After they corralled Puig, our closer. Yeah. Felipe Vasquez came running out of the out of the 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 uh, dugout, and he wasn't even wearing his uniform because he was like obviously still in the clubhouse because he's the closer; it doesn't need to get dressed like the rest of the guys. Once the uh, once they all get together on the mound and, and everybody, I mean, it's a, a a tight circle that they create. This whole group of both teams with nobody actually fighting, but there's a, a whole lot of people in a very small space. Uh, then the bullpen joggers make their way out. And then one guy comes running out about three minutes later from left field. I don't know if the groundskeeper or a fan, I'm not sure who it is, but just slowly comes trolling out little by little makes his way to it again. I don't know what happens to him once he gets there. Uh, but again, even behind, if, if you're two minutes behind the bullpen joggers, it, it, was, uh, it was one of the racing pierogies. He was, he, 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 he was uh, you know, Cheese Chester. He, he took it as an opportunity to come out and warm up for the big race. Oh, shit. Well, boys, uh, thank you for showing such commitment to get back on the call um, and uh, break down this. The, the first fight of the year. And uh, yeah. go Buckos, right? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, baby. Five and three. If only we could play the Reds all the time. <laughs> well, you will play them yeah. a lot. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. <laughs> I don't fuck with you. You little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. You little, you little dumb ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. I got a million trillion things I'd rather fucking do than to be fucking with you. Little stupid ass, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck, bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. Don't give a fuck about you or anything that you do. I heard.
Heard you got a new man, I see you taking the pic. Wow. Then you post it up, thinking that it's making me sick. I see you calling, I be making it quick. I'ma answer that shit like I don't fuck with you. Bitch, I got no feelings to go. I swear I had it up to here, I got no feelings to go. I mean, for real, fuck how you feel. Fuck it too, since if it ain't going towards the bill. Yeah, and every day I wake up celebrating shit. Why? Cause I just dodged the bullet from a crazy bitch. I stuck to my guns. Welcome back, everybody. Let's take a look at the, I don't know, the real game that's actually going on instead of this funny fake fantasy game we're talking about. <laughs> and obviously, um, we have two Red Sox fans. We have a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, which I'm quickly becoming a Pittsburgh Pirates fan myself. How could and um, how could I not exactly go Buckos? I've actually <laughs> been learning some history about this team. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's 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 pretty... <laughs> the, you know why they I, call I just learned the about Pirates, this whole. Right? I, I do know why, but I'll give you the honors to to share. Well, they were called the Pittsburgh Alleghenies, uh, but you know, back in those days, days of competing leagues and less structure and collective bargaining and all that stuff, the the owners of the Pittsburgh Alleghenies were well known and infamous for prying players from other teams, you know, making more better offers or stealing quote unquote players from other teams. And so they became colloquially known as pirates. And then we have a Phillies fan. And um, I, I I bet you can all guess who the Phillies fan is. And, (laughs) you know, I think we should probably open up this conversation and talk about a nice little text chat that we were having before Bryce Harper was signed where our Phillies (laughs) fan um, decided to tell us out of the blue how much he couldn't fucking stand Harper and Harper just needs to get the fuck out of town and go sign with who he wants to sign with. And then about a couple, what, 10, 15 minutes later, guys, it was, uh, 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 wait, hold on. <laughs> I take all that back. Harper's awesome. Am I, am I telling that right? Is that, uh, is that yeah, how you right. read it, boys? Mm-hmm. I think I recall uh, we just signed him. Yeah, right. I think there was a, I take that back somewhere in there as well. It was yeah. Wait, I take that back. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, Eastern Pennsylvania is uh, the center of the baseball universe now, with the cursed one, Bryce Harper, going there. And I find this to be kind of um, in a longer kind of epic sense. Uh, the creator of the Harper curse is now actually going to probably have his heart broken uh, by the Harper curse. If anyone can break the curse, uh, Kutch can teach Harper not to be such a douche, I think. Yeah, it was a a Washington thing. He's good now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The the curse is gone. What are you talking about? What curse? He's he's now in that city of warmth and... You know, people are so friendly in Philly. He's it's bound brotherly to brotherly love. Yeah, brotherly yeah. shove. Did you say? You know, <laughs> honestly, like I said, obviously an exciting off season for the Phillies. We made quite a few moves. Um, that was a it was it was an odd one because we started talking about Harper before the friggin' season ended, um, and then you know, obviously we we didn't sign him until fucking spring had begun. So 
yes, I was uh, obviously wanted him the entire time, but became very frustrated over the just how long it was taking and the fact that we had already met with him. And all of a sudden the fucking Dodgers came back and the Giants were in the picture. And I'm like, fuck this guy. Now he's just fucking naming, throwing a dart at a dartboard. Say, oh, no, the uh, fucking Royals called me. No, they didn't. Shut the fuck up. So, yes, I, I was very frustrated. The timing of it was fucking awesome because it literally was the first time I spoke out against him was literally five minutes before the announcement of getting him. And uh, and yes, I love him now. And there is no curse. You silly, stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so it's so sad, isn't it? Like you can just hear it just being set up like this guy's not going to suddenly change. No, no. You know what? No, no. Seriously, 100 percent. I, I would I do have something I would li- like to say, not that I haven't so far in the show, but um, <laughs> just shove everybody else out of the I, way. Go ahead. Don't worry I, about no, it. Seriously, I thought he was uh, the biggest prick in baseball. Like, seriously, I don't I, I couldn't think of a year ago. If you ask me who's a bigger prick than Bryce Harper, um, especially right what, right after uh, the uh, home run derby, I, I, I couldn't have named a, a fucking player that I thought was a bigger prick. Since he's been here, again, maybe it's all an act. Maybe he just is smart enough to know that this guy has fully fucking embraced the 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 the, the city, the the team. Um, he is the opposite of of who he is acting as if the opposite of who I thought he was. Um, I'm hoping that I was just fucking wrong, and he's not a fucking prima donna bitch prick motherfucker, but. So far, he has been acting like nothing but. Again, maybe he's you know smart what? enough to know that he you won't. You sound be like we, we used to have a friend, Jack. You remember? You remember Pete, right? Who who used yeah, to yeah. just really be attracted to strippers, <laughs> and he would he would constantly tell us about how she's a nice person, misunderstood, right? <laughs> and you sound exactly I, like him right I now. Understand. Like, like, I understand. I understand. And. and so he you haven't watched so i again i yes and i i'm the one that said i hated him right before and and that was funny (laughs) and but seriously i've watched every game his uh, he's just doing everything that i expected him not to do to be honest with you so again i don't know if he just realizes look i got 13 years in this motherfucker i better make some friends right away uh uh, you know and he's going to be the asshole that he's always been again in a month um, but yep. so far, so good. And, and so far he's doing everything right. I'm impressed. I did not expect it. I expected to love his statistics <laughs> and hate him as a human being. And so far that's not the case. Nice, nice pink glasses. Yeah. Now I, I think you're a silly, I, I what enraged me about your diatribe, Jack, was that you were, you were getting frustrated that it was taking too long to sign one of the guys with the richest baseball contracts in history. Try, try looking forward to signing Lonnie Kidson Hall. <laughs> try that on. Size, buddy. Try, try, try having Fair that enough. be the highlight of your Fair winter uh, winter meetings. Lonnie Chisholm Hall, everybody. <laughs> I, I'm curious what you guys think about is, is this uh, seems like the last two years of free agency, the, the big names have taken forever and they end up getting less than they thought they were going to get. You know, setting aside the Mike Trout contract from this year, do you, do you think it's collusion? Do you think it's guys? Uh, the 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 statistical analysis is is pointing teams in in the direction of saying it's not yes, worth this. That's the. I don't think it's collusion. So, I think it's the latter, Joe. I think you're exactly right. That they're looking at the lifetime of these contracts, and they're, you know, the the Ryan Howards or Pujols. you know, yeah. 
I mean, they're just not living up to these contracts, you know, uh, A-Rod, you know, whatever. And so they're just being more judicious, I think. But but I think the the one th- interesting thing about the, like, they've gone from, like, you know, five, six, seven-year contracts. I think the one intelligent thing about going in the opposite direction with these 13-year contracts is that in 13 years, the econo- economics of baseball, you know, a... $30 million average salary in, in eight years won't be that oh, yeah, yeah. out of control. You know, that's what you'll be paying a former all-star who's still right. productive. In you know, ten, Yeah. In 10 years, yeah. he'll be the 92nd highest contract yeah, that exactly. year. Whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. Is, does he have any opt-outs on this one? Nope, I can't remember. No opt-outs, no, no trades. It's as locked in of a contract on both sides as I've ever seen. It's, um, it was a, it was Dude, a you, you aren't a, even on the second night of your honeymoon with this guy like the, the like this is this is there's nothing just watching from the outside this ain't gonna that city and that guy mm-mm. Dude, he's Something's he's gonna... literally he's jumping up and down like a little kid after he hits a fucking double like he's he's uh, like i said I, you know again maybe he's just smart enough to know this is how you got to play it right away and um but i i you know, never in Washington did I see him, you know, like literally jumping up and down with his fucking, he's um, playing with the fans out in right field The you know, the, the, they played their first series in Washington a couple of days ago. And the, the fans of course came down and filled the bleachers in, in one of the sections in right field in Washington, the Philly fans. And he's out there fucking playing with them in between again, just, um, you know, different from what I expected. I was happy when I thought he was a prick. Like I said, I wanted the numbers, no matter what kind of person he is. Um, but the idea that he could, you know, perform with those numbers and and possibly not be a prick is uh, it's it's an exciting possibility. How, how does it's that great watching this relationship blossom? Yeah, exactly. How does that help you, <laughs> whether he's a prick or not? I mean, does it give you extra joy to see him frolicking it, in the outfield, chatting up the local <laughs> Philadelphians? I mean, what the fuck do you care? Are you serious? Yeah. You've never heard. You haven't heard the players in Washington talk about Bryce Harper? What an no, no, I, I know, I know. But from a fan standpoint, what do you care? The, is is it giving team. you joy to see him jump up and down after a fucking double? I mean, I mean technically, yes. Uh, yeah, oh. actually. And, oh, and again, if I was a Pirates fan, maybe not. But that's not, no, it's, it's the idea Ooh. that, again, I expected him to be our best player mm-hmm. and for everyone else on the team to dislike him. Yeah. So far... That doesn't seem to be the case. If if every if he's not a prick and he's a team player and he can actually get a lot, then you don't see that being a benefit to the team in the long run, winning wise and so on and so forth. Yeah, but about no, I, I see that. But I, but him frolicking in the outfield and chatting up the oh, local Yunzers just, just, doesn't do anything for me. I've never seen that from him. I've, he's always been overly concerned, in my opinion, about how he looks, about how the press takes him, about. Uh, uh, you know, this is the guy that looks in the fucking mirror before he goes out to hit home runs in the fucking derby. Um, he's just, oh, and, and now, like I said, like a he's little changed. fucking kid, just a, a giddy kid. And and again, you know, he's a like I said, acting, I, maybe, I, you know, I mean, uh, $300 something, a million dollars. Yeah. Might do, you know, who knows? This, what this guy just leaves wreckage everywhere, mm-hmm. man. Whether so it's real baseball, whether it's fantasy baseball. Or whether it's I mean, Jack look at, Psyche. I mean, look at what he's doing right, to Jack yeah, Psyche like, right now. I know. Right, poor you know, Jack. Right, yeah. Like, a, I look at Chris's logo on his site. And, I mean, that's part, 
partly caused by Bryce Harper. I I had the worst season. I had the just the best team, and I fucking lost as Bryce Harper. Man, like the the Washington Nationals, probably one of the nicest franchises. This you know they they run their franchise well. They take care of their players. Can't can't stand him. Now he goes to Philadelphia, and he's um, <laughs> you know he's suddenly changed. No, dude, like this is not this is not. He may get you the you know numbers. What? Maybe that's not it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just like like Greg would say. Maybe everyone in Philadelphia is such a dick that he just yeah. seems nicer by comparison. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I agree. For, uh, that, that makes sense to me. Were this a video chat, you would have seen Greg immediately perk up and point his finger at the camera. Uh, well, I mean, let me ask Joe and Tim something. You know, we've all had friends who were getting into what you knew was going to be an unhealthy <laughs> and ultimately heartbreaking relationship, right? You knew. You could see the the warning signs big as life. Like, you know, we've been friends with you well, for no, a long no, no, time, Jack. Greg. No, 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 Jack. You can't interject right now. You know, but Joe, Tim, are you with me that, you know, this is going to be an interesting season? You know, Jack's just met this great new girl. Sure. Sure. She's a meth dealer and she just got (laughs) out of prison, you know, and, and, you know, but she's, she's changed. Yeah. She learned her lesson. Good business instincts. Absolutely. This is going to be different. (laughs) The sex is going to be great. Yeah. At the very least, sex is going to be great. (laughs) It's just it. Jack Swag says the sex with Bryce Harper this year is going to be great. There's your comparison, prick, not mine. Um, I, you know, like I said, it's just silly little shit, and and you guys can mock it all you want. Again, oh, I, we will. I thought, and I'm, I, listen, I'm Thank not you. disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. All I'm saying is that so far. He's playing the game correct. He has fucking a different handshake for every fucking player on the team. Oh, well, like, they're going to win the World Series. That's it. <laughs> How do you know that? Listen, I'm just because I watch the fucking games, jackass. You watch the handshakes? That's what I get up to take a yes, After he hit the home run. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hit the fucking 460 foot home run in Washington. They tend to follow him with the camera afterwards. And wow. yes, he goes in. Again, these are just stupid things. Yes, it's silly. Is, is a handshake situation going to win us a World Series? No. But the fact that he's cares <laughs> enough that he's put effort into doing these things, again, is above and beyond what I expected from him. And I'm I'm happily pleased at this point with uh, uh, the expectation for it to fall off at any time. Jack, didn't wasn't he spotted at a local Acme putting his cart back in the inside the store? Not just in the parking lot corral. He took his cart all the way inside to the lobby. That's what I heard. You see his Philly fanatic cleats? Yeah, no. No, I don't follow his handshakes or cleats. Sorry. Apparently not. I, well, I'm living in. I have to watch the you pirates. Keep watching the pirates. Yeah, I know. I have no choice. Uh, accident of birth. He was at a Sixers game with Reese Hoskins and uh, Carson Wentz the other day. Wow, how cool are they? Just saying. (laughs) Jack's in love with Bryce Harper. It is so obvious. It is so obvious. You would have given a hand job to Lonnie Chisenhall. If Bryce Harper joined the Pirates, you'd be in love with him too. I would be, but I'm not in love with him. I'd just be like, yeah, great. So finally, a a major league caliber player on our roster. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love, it. I'd love it. Okay. Oh, what's Joe? What's that say? You Bryce from Jack. I like you. Do you like me? 
<laughs> nice note. <laughs> do you have a Bryce Harper jersey yet, Jack? I I do not. Mm. I do not. Do you have a Bryce? Although I guess if you were ever gonna. He's a Bryce Harper pillowcase. Thirteen years is pretty safe, right? Yeah. With no trade and no opt out. I mean, if you were gonna buy a jersey. All right, guys. Later, well, boys. I'm gonna go have breakfast. Yes, mm, you have yourselves there. a good night. Thank you. Good night. Way to show yeah. up. Later, boys. Sayonara. Adios. Sayonara, camera. Sayonara, camera. First you get the money. Then you get the power. Respect. Hoes come last. Oh, my God, Ronnie. Get it, 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 Open up the safe, bitches got a lot to say Pussy in your face, had to put you in your place Seven letters on the plate, fuck you when I break I got cars, I got bags, I got real estate For play, I ain't come to play I got big fish money, he gon' bite the bait Can you drop it down, make that ass talk to me? Keep that energy, gone up the Hennessy Ass I need my bag quickly, separate six degrees, bitches think they know me Sex pistol sit vicious with you when it's horny Hit me on my cash app, check it in the morning Cash In this bitch shining, dressed in designer She could get me. and it's perfect timing Gym with the tiny, Bella Hadid, homie could get it Ass <laughs> rules everything around me deep in that pussy yeah i'm drowning a shark in the water how you found me best gift from around me. i'm a dog i go hunting like a bounty yeah make my own rules tattoos on that ass she do nice school welcome to the players club ice cube diamonds might make the news uh, bitch that's photoshop like rappers with the auto tune uh, your checks is not approved rm 52 and the score waterproof niggas talk a lot of booth today outside the booth my niggas like golden state inbound pull up and shoot doing this stuff this week i was like i should probably just check with joe (laughs) and i didn't think you needed chrome to be a guest so that's the that's the worst part he still uses internet explorer doesn't he yeah he uses one of those discs you have to you know uh (laughs) barnes and noble (laughs) bing 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 posey
I feel like is that the same angle or is that a different angle? I just so it's know. brighter. It's because it's daytime. I think. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. It's daytime. <laughs> that's, 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 that's why Joe looks so good because it's natural light. I mean, I did. I was like, wow, Joe looks very vibrant. <laughs> it's you, Joe. Oh, it new is your new you. Oh yeah, Posey. You're good. Can no, you no I can still hear you. Why do you want to mute? Bottom, it? Not, oh, not, yeah, they're not lower left of your picture, lower left of the screen. But here's the beautiful thing: if you cough, now we're all on separate recording tracks, and Tim can just edit that shit right out. True. Yeah, I can, but it does help to not have to. <laughs> so, I know Greg lives a pillow. Uh, <laughs> comfort life but yeah i fucking appreciate it joe if you did <laughs> <that>. <laughs> three two one <laughs> posey joe, joe goes to the apple store to listen to the podcast <laughs> i'm considering buying another uh, i'm considering buying a mac uh, can i try one out for an hour or two? Sure, you've been here every week for the last six months <laughs> Posey, we're, we're niche even in our fucking league. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how niche this podcast is. <laughs> even in our own fucking league. Posey, we've done like fifties two of these. You can go back and check them out. Already, I can feel the energies much better, much better. 